A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Would a babysitter be the jerk for refusing to leave when the girlfriend of the parent asked them to? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for telling my mom that my niece should either stay at her house or take the couch? My daughter, 18, and I are visiting my mom for two weeks on Tuesday. She has a three-bedroom house, her room, and two guest rooms. When she booked our tickets, she told us that I'll get one room and my daughter will get the other. Yesterday, she called me and said my niece, 18, is staying with her, so my daughter and I are going to share a room. I asked why my niece can't stay at her own house half a mile away, and my mom said that my niece has to share her room with her other grandma for two months and that grandma snores. I told her that she or grandma could sleep on the couch, and I was promised two rooms when she invited us. But all she said is plans change, so we could either deal with it or not visit. I said if niece has to stay at my mom's house, she should take the couch, since we were promised the rooms first. But my mom said no. We get a room and she gets a room, and she just wanted to be nice by giving me a warning that the sleeping arrangements changed. My mom already has problems with favoring this niece, She constantly goes out to eat with this niece, but is always too tired or wants to eat her food when anyone else suggests it. I've caught her slipping money to my niece, and I've seen my niece wearing what looks like heirloom jewelry that should be split between the kids equally. She always insists that it's fake and she got it off eBay, but I coincidentally haven't seen my mom wear those pieces or haven't seen them at all since my niece got her fakes. I also have a feeling that my mom is paying for my niece's college, $40,000 per year after her scholarship, because she said her scholarship covers half. She works 10 hours per week. She said she isn't taking loans, and I know her parents can't afford to pay that much. She gave each of my kids $1,000 when they graduated and doesn't help with anything else. I told my mom if she wants to keep blatantly favoring my niece by giving her what was supposed to be my daughter's room, we aren't going to visit. She said that's my choice, and she knows where we stand. My older brother says I'm being a spoiled jerk, but my younger brother agrees that my mom shouldn't favor my niece, and I'm right by refusing to visit. Am I the jerk for not visiting when she gave away my daughter's room? I think honestly, OP's kind of trying to stake a claim to their mom's possessions, that they don't really outright own whether or not they feel they do deserve it more. And also, I do think that, yeah, situations kind of change, and it's family, and like, is it the end of the world to share a bedroom with your daughter for a few weeks? Like, if it was a different niece or nephew that you actually liked, would you have had an issue with it? Would you guys agree that OP's kind of coming off as kind of the entitled jerk here? I'd like to know what you guys think, but also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for appointing family friends as legal guardians for my son and telling my parents that they have shown they're incapable of actually taking care of a child? My brother Steven is a truly bad person. He's been cruel and a manipulator for our entire lives. Steven was kicked out of school as a fourth grader because the school couldn't handle him. He was let back in after a year but kicked out of the district for good during his sixth grade. By the time Stephen was 12, it was an almost weekly occurrence for the police to be at our door because Stephen was caught shoplifting or committing vandalism. He only got worse as he aged. I'm sure you're questioning where our parents were and what they were doing during all of this. 
The answer is nothing. They refuse to get psychiatric help for Stephen or seek out any other resources. They essentially stuck their heads in the sand until he was 14. He ruined one of their cars, at which point they farmed him out to an uncle. He spent a year getting punted from family member to family member until he had lived with every family member once, and none were willing to take him anymore. Eventually, our parents signed over guardianship to the state, and Stephen went into a form of foster care where he only had very limited visitation with us. Stephen had been diagnosed with conduct disorder at 15, but as an adult, he was diagnosed with a personality disorder, antisocial. He refused therapy or medication. Currently, Stephen's in prison and he'll likely never be released after the crap he's done. Me and my other brother Dennis have very limited contact with our parents. Dennis does not bring his children around our parents at all. I keep my son's contact with my parents to an extreme minimum. My parents have begged me to let my son have a grandparent sleepover at their house that every other kid has had. I told my parents that they should consider themselves lucky that I even let them have contact with my son at all. Recently, my parents tried to argue with me after I let it slip that I've listed family friends as the legal guardians for my son rather than them. My husband and I are both in good health. We're only being cautious just in case something happens to make sure our son is taken care of. I snapped at my parents that I would entrust these family friends with my son any day over them because they've shown they're incapable of actually taking care of a child. Dennis and I were forced to grow up in constant chaos and anxiety. They were barely around, constantly out of the house, or pretending as if Stephen's issues didn't exist. I left, but other family members have been trying to message me things like, it was as hard for your parents as it was for you and that nothing could be done for Steven after a certain point, and nobody signs up for a child with antisocial personality disorder. But it doesn't change that they hadn't supported us. They emotionally had checked out and left me and Dennis with the mess, but now people who usually support me have said that I'm being unfair to my parents and that they're victims too. Am I the jerk? You definitely don't have to stick around with these people, you definitely don't have to entertain them. And you definitely don't have an obligation to involve them in your children's lives. So honestly, just about any way you go about it, it probably wouldn't make OP the jerk, right? I mean, they're just looking out for what they feel is best for their children. Our next story is, am I the jerk for having a toilet be my hill to die on? Some context, my parents are divorced and I lived with my mom for 19 years, but visited my father a few times a year. After a trip to see my father, I was offered an apprenticeship from one of my father's friend. I was offered to move in with my father and stepmother so I could take the apprenticeship. My stepmom and I have never gotten along. I don't know what her issues have been with me, but she seems to take all her frustration out on me. It's either calling me out in a group chat for letting some dishes soak and going around calling me fat and lazy, to making me and me alone announce when I'm home. I've tried talking to her about treating me better, but she blows up and cries to my father saying I'm arguing. Then there's my father who enables her and always tells me to try and keep the peace. Now on to the reason I made the post. I've been sick the past two days from what seems like the flu and have been using the downstairs bathroom instead of the shared bathroom that my stepbrother and I have access to. Well yesterday I went downstairs to clean the bathroom since I don't want anyone to get sick. The problem with this bathroom is that their three dogs use it as a water bowl since my father and stepmother don't put out one for them, making the toilet full of dog slobber and dirt. I already had to clean it most of the time to use the bathroom. 
Yesterday I was talking to my father and started wiping the bathroom down with Clorox wipes and paper towels while we talked. During the conversation, we agreed I was to wipe it down now and then use bleach to clean the bathroom before bed. So I did like I was told and took bleach to every surface of that bathroom. Toilet, sink, floor, door, everything. Next afternoon while at work, I get a message that I need to bleach and wipe down the entire bathroom again because it hasn't been properly cleaned. So I messaged back that it was cleaned and the dogs probably drank out of it. This just set her off and started saying it wasn't cleaned yesterday or today and that she couldn't believe I was arguing over this. Once I got home, I could hear my stepmom screaming to my father over the phone about me disrespecting her. I later got a call from my father asking why I had to argue and start issues, followed by, If you need me to teach you how to clean a toilet correctly, I will, but there's no need to be a jerk. He saw me clean and wipe it down, but won't back me up on it. I left the house after that, but I am worried that this wasn't worth it to fight her on this. So, Reddit, am I the jerk for standing my ground over a toilet? I mean, you were physically there and you know that you did that work. Somebody's gonna try to gaslight you and say you didn't because their dogs are making a mess because their inability to properly take care of those dogs? Also, I'm greatly concerned for those dogs. Is there no such thing as a bathroom door? Can they not shut it? I can't tell you how easy it is to just keep a water pitcher on hand and a dog bowl in one location and you just refill it every now and then. Honestly, people that are that lazy that they can't properly take care of even a dog water bowl, I'm surprised to even have the confidence to complain about something being clean. They probably don't clean up anything. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my cousin to buy his own freaking food? I, 15 year old female, have a box in the pantry where I keep snacks. It's not explicitly labeled as mine, but when my cousin started staying with us, I told him it was mine. Every time I achieve something, a good grade, a new job, etc., I'll put a snack in it, like some cookies or something like that. My parents don't buy unhealthy food for us, but they don't mind if we use our allowance for it as long as it's not excessive. Now, I and my brother have an agreement where he can take a small snack from it once in a while, and I get to use his iPad when he's not using it. Because my cousin saw my brother taking from the box, he apparently assumed I was joking when I told him not to and took some too. I told him again not to and explained why my brother gets to. He did it again, and when I confronted him, he said that since my parents don't buy any, he feels self-conscious about buying any for himself. I told him to please just not do it again. When I caught him stealing from my box again, I flipped out and told him to buy his own freaking food. Definitely not the jerk, this is something you bought yourself, for yourself, with no intention of sharing, and that should be respected. If he feels that self-conscious, he should ask about it or, you know, hey, slip a dollar here or there to OP. Our next story is, am I the jerk for taking a cat in a carrier in the middle of the road? I was driving home from work and a portable cat carrier, tent material, blew off into the road in front of me off the sidewalk. I stopped, got the cat, parked and stood on the sidewalk. No one was out. It was a good area so I didn't want to knock on random doors. I waited almost 7 minutes and then decided the cat was abandoned and started to put it in my car. Then a lady comes out with another cat and starts yelling. I explained that the cat had almost got run over being blown into the road and that I'd waited quite a while before thinking it was abandoned. I gave her back her cat but she just kept screaming about how inappropriate it was that I tried to take a cat in a carrier. 
I got mad and told her it was inappropriate that she left the cat in a position to be killed on a windy day, in a carrier like that, and left. Well, at least somebody's looking out for that cat. OP's definitely not the jerk for doing what they can to help out this innocent cat in a carrier in the middle of the road. Our next story is, am I the jerk for setting an alarm in an apartment? So I set an alarm every day from 8.30 to 9am in order to get up. Reason is I have difficulties waking up. I've been doing this for years now but recently got a new neighbor and he's the first to complain about my alarm. At first he complained about it. I apologized and said I would reduce the volume, which I did, and now it's half the volume it used to be and I barely hear it and it makes it even harder for me to wake up. A few days after, he complained about it again and honestly, I have no idea what to do about it. The volume's already super low and if I don't set up an alarm, I would be waking up at 10 or 11 a.m. I believe the time I wake up is already late anyways, but since I study at home or sometimes at a library, so it's just fine, and offices start at 7 to 8 a.m. Anyways, he's also complained to us when we had guests and our relatives had kids, which they were running around, but would be rude to tell the kid to sit down in front of his parents, and he came to complain exactly when the guests were here. On a note, we have guests over once or twice a year since we're far from relatives. I'm honestly sick of him complaining all the time about things. Another neighbor of us has kids and uses a bike in the house. Even though it makes noises, we literally told them it was fine and shouldn't worry about it, and compared to them, we literally make zero noises through the day. I'm either studying or gaming with a headphone and my brother's on night shifts and sleeping through days. So am I the jerk for setting an alarm from 8.30 to 9 and should do things differently? Or just ignore the guy? So the problem here is OP isn't saying they set an alarm for 8.30 or 9am, like they don't have like two different alarms. What OP's saying here is they have an alarm that rings from 8.30 to 9am. That's 30 minutes of alarm sound blaring every morning. You wouldn't be the jerk if you had like maybe two or three short one minute alarms go off, but the way OP's going about it, definitely the jerk. Our next story is, am I the jerk for going back on my word to my daughter? Ever since my children were small, our family, me and wife, 45-year-old female and 47-year-old female, kids, 17-year-old male and 15-year-old female, has had a tradition where we let each kid pick a restaurant to go to as an end-of-the-school-year celebration. They each pick whatever restaurant they want for us to all go to and order what they want. Over the years, this has meant everything from banana split for dinner, to a steakhouse, to omakase, to hand-pulled noodles. We've never put restrictions on it, except it has to be within an hour's drive each way. Yesterday, my daughter came to us with her choice, and I was caught completely off guard by her selection. It's an extremely high-end restaurant that costs $315 per person. There's a set tasting menu, so there's no way to, for example, let the kids order something expensive and my wife and I order the cheapest thing. I checked whether they had age restrictions and they permit guests over 13. With tax, tip, and parking, it would be north of $1,500. This restaurant is an extreme outlier for our city, which is why it caught me so off guard. Even the fancy steakhouses here only run $100 per person, even if you order a nice steak, an appetizer for the table, and desserts. We've certainly let the kids pick expensive restaurants. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Before, but prior to this, the most expensive things they've ordered were a $55 ribeye or a $60 omakase. We generally budgeted around $1,000 total for both meals, and anything left over goes into the family vacation fund. My wife and I told her that it was out of our budget, and she got very upset and said that we had promised her any restaurant she wanted. Which is true, we did say that, and she said that I was going back on my word. I said quite honestly that it never occurred to me that she could find a 300 per head restaurant let alone ask to go there, so it didn't occur to me to tell her that it was off limits. She got mad and said I was implying that she was being greedy. I said, I don't think you're greedy, I do think you're being unrealistic. She burst into tears and said she couldn't trust us anymore. My wife and I are in agreement, but my sister, who's very close with my daughter, called to tell me that it's important to never break a promise to a child. I asked her if she would have anticipated being asked for dinner at the only $300 per person restaurant in a 5 hour radius. And she said no, but that's why she'd just never make promises to her children. She says I need to apologize and either take her, we can technically afford it if we make cuts to other fun budgets, or apologize and find a way to make it up to her. I want to note that my daughter is not generally a person who asks for expensive things. She's never demanded lavish gifts, she's pretty sensible about money generally speaking, and she's always shown gratitude for the advantages that we all have. I don't know where this came from. I did ask and she just said that she wanted to try it and we promised. So am I the jerk for saying no here? It's just simply not realistic. You definitely don't want to make your child feel bad for it. And yeah, you might have to own up to admitting that, yeah, you're gonna have to break the promise here, but... Let's be real, $300 per person just for the experience of dining? It's just kind of ridiculous. 
It's like making a promise to your kid that you would buy them a car when they graduate and then your kid turns around and tries to force your hand at making you buy them like a Lamborghini. It's just not reasonable. I think it just goes to show that in the future, when you're trying to make promises like this, you always want to add that little asterisk on the very end that says, within reason, don't go too crazy. Our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting a week's vacation alone, away from my partner and children? Me, 32-year-old female, and my partner, 37-year-old male, are in a disagreement. He thinks I'm selfish for considering this. I don't think I am. He suggested I post here to see what you all say. We've been together 12 years. My partner has two responsibilities in terms of the house. He walks the dogs in the morning, and he goes to work full-time 8-6. to More often than not, he falls asleep at 8pm. He works in IT. We have three children, seven, four, and two, and I'm fully responsible for their care, as well as every household duty, laundry, cooking, and cleaning. I am a stay-at-home mom, but I'm also self-employed, so after I look after the children all day, I then work for a couple of hours on my laptop. My birthday's coming up. I asked my partner what he would think if I booked myself a vacation for a week on my birthday and went on my own. If he could use his PTO to take time off to look after and spend the week with our three children, taking them to school and taking care of the house. He told me I was selfish. It's selfish to want to go on a holiday for a week for my birthday? He said yes. My partner hasn't done a load of laundry in the 10 years. He cooks dinner occasionally, two times a month. He doesn't hoover, mop, or mow lawns. I get it, he's tired and he works full time. But I work too, and I don't feel appreciated. I just want a week where I don't have to placate a crying child or stop the toddler from running into traffic or worry about everyone else's good time while sacrificing my own. The last time I spent away from the children in house was when we went out for dinner for his birthday in March. After they were asleep, I organized the babysitter, oh, and my pap smear, which he tried to make me take the children to even though he was home. The holiday would be paid for entirely by me. He gets 28 days of PTO, not including bank holidays. Last year he lost 12 PTO days because he didn't take them. We're in the UK. Am I the jerk? I definitely don't think OP's the jerk with this division of labor in the house. I think it's completely understandable why OP's approaching a burnout state. And yeah, they deserve a week off every now and then. Our next story is, am I the jerk for using the home office room for gaming when girlfriend used it for two days? We live in an apartment with two bedrooms, the big one we sleep in, the small one we use as an office and gaming room. I have a huge desktop computer which I use both for home office once a week, while she hooks up her work laptop to the screens and uses it for home office two to three times a week. The home office has one big desktop computer. This is my own personal computer I've bought with my own money. I use it for work and for gaming. She has her own work laptops. She does not use my desktop computer. She connects her work laptops to one of the monitors in there. Monday, she worked there for home office. Tuesday, I used it for home office, as well as some gaming in the evening. Wednesday, again, she used it for home office while I went to the office. She also said she wanted to use it in the evening to do more work, to which I said I want to use it for game tonight for a couple of hours. Mind you, the past three weeks, I've spent all my time moving us into this house, while she's been down due to medical issues. Finally, I have a little bit of free time again, and I haven't been able to do any gaming for at least a month and a half. Here's how I see it. We both had something we wanted to do. She wanted to do some extra work in the evening. 
I wanted to do some gaming for an hour or two. How could we best reach that goal for both of us where both of us get what we want? She has a laptop. Very easy to just take that to the living room or bedroom and I could get her a monitor for her so she could work wherever she wants. For me to unplug the desktop, the other accessories, keyboard, mouse, headset would be a lot of hassle compared to the little amount of work needed to set up her laptop literally anywhere in the apartment. Keep in mind, moving into this place has drastically increased the standard of our living situation. As we used to live in a tiny one-room apartment, 310 square feet for a year, and we both quite enjoy having an office room. Usually she's the one that uses the room the most during the week due to home office, while I tend to use it for gaming. It's been a little more gaming than usual for me lately, as I haven't been able to do it at all for the past months due to life stresses. I ended up using it and she got very angry with me saying I'm a selfish jerk, even though she was home in the room all day and I ended up playing for an hour and a half. Am I the jerk? I think unless OP goes out of their way to try to make a very comfortable situation for her where she feels fine doing her work, getting in her way for one evening while she wants to catch up on work is a jerk move when all you want is to just play some video games. I just think as far as one day goes, letting her catch up on work is more important. Our next story is, am I the jerk for rotating my son's toys? Hello, I'm 22 year old female, trying to understand if I'm in the wrong for something I do with my son's toys. According to my aunt, 57, I am a major jerk. So my son, who I'll call V, is just under a year old. He's very curious and always wants new and fun things to do, as do many kids. When he was around five months, I came up with the idea of rotating his toys, giving him a few, and then about a week later, changing them out for other ones. I have a three-week rotation that I do, so every three weeks he gets the same toys, but he thinks they're new or at the very least is interested in them. I like this because I don't have to buy new toys as often, and any of the really annoying toys I only have to deal with for a little while, plus it's easier to clean. V is obsessed with Star Wars. He loves to watch it, loves the lightsabers and Vader's voice. Recently I got him a Vader doll that, when you pressed a button, he said something and his red lightsaber lit up and made the noise. He loves it. Normally I wait to add new toys to the rotation, but sometimes my excitement gets the better of me. My aunt recently visited and brought with her one of those noise and light up fire trucks that are about a foot tall. I told her how much I love it and how much she would like it. I immediately went to put it in my closet, and she stopped me and asked why I wasn't giving it to V. I explained to her what I said above, that I rotate toys and I would give him his next rotation because he already got a fun new light-up noises toy. She went off. She claimed that I was a horrible mother for depriving my son of toys and that children should choose what to play with. When she said that, I became kind of snarky and said, when he can wipe his own butt, he can choose his own toys. And that might have kind of made me a jerk. She ripped the fire truck from my hands and dropped it in front of my son, saying that he will always have access to any toys she buys for him and that they were exempt from the rotation. I said, no, I'm not going to remember all the toys you bought and I don't want him having a bunch of sound toys at the same time because it overwhelms me and him. She said if I don't exempt him, she'll take back all the toys she got him and bring them to her house so he can play. 
I told her to take the truck and leave. She did, but not without calling me an abuser and a horrible B-word and mothers. Am I the jerk for rotating my son's toys? I mean, I definitely have no idea how to parent a kid. I've never heard of this system before, but it sounds like it works. And OP said they're under a year old. They don't have a concept of being deprived of a toy. It's a major red flag when somebody says, I'm going to give your kid something and you're not going to be able to say whether or not they accept it. That's not going to fly with just about anybody. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making fun of my girlfriend's lack of friends? I, 25-year-old male, love my girlfriend, 24-year-old female. She's chill, funny, and kind. Recently, we got into a bit of a heated discussion because of something I pointed out. When I first met her, I realized she wasn't very social. She likes alone time, to spend nights alone. I understand because she does work a lot and isn't very outgoing. She's not antisocial though, just a bit reserved, but she doesn't really have a big friend group. Myself, on the other hand, I have about 25 friends, 10 very close friends. She only has two girlfriends and then the three of them only hang out like every other week. Maybe it's because I came from a small town where everybody knows each other and comes from a more populated area. I did think it was a red flag though at first, since I've had the same friends since early childhood. Anyways, for her birthday last week, I tried to put together a party and I asked who she wanted to invite and she only said those two friends. For my party, I'm planning on having 25 plus people. I said, that's it? And mentioned casually when we talked about growing up in my town that a girl who went to high school with us got made fun of for only having one to two friends. She said to me, so it's a problem I only have two friends? People haven't counted friends since high school. I wasn't counting friends, I was just saying. Before I met her, I was hanging out with my friends very frequently. They go out for dinner or have sleepovers every other week. Maybe once a week. Anyways, am I the jerk? I didn't mean to make her feel bad, I just made an observation. 100% definitely the jerk? What does it matter if you only have one to two friends? Honestly, I'd rather have one to two really great friends than 25 people I'm friendly with that I feel obligated to have to keep up with. Does OP really like hang out with all 25 plus of their friends all the time, every other week, every week? That just sounds extremely exhausting to me. I think hanging out every other week with your two friends is already plenty enough. Our next story is, am I the jerk for babysitting my friend's kid and refusing to leave when his girlfriend asked me to? So I, 22 year old female, have a friend, 25 year old male, who asked me to look after his son, 4 year old male, for a couple hours. He said he'll pay me 10 euros an hour, so I accepted. While babysitting his son, his girlfriend, 25 year old female, came over and was surprised to see me. She asked what I was doing here, and I told her I was here to watch his son. She then asked if it was like a last minute thing because his mother cancelled. I said no. He asked me about a week ago, but I don't know if he previously asked his mom. She said that's impossible because not even two days ago, he told her his mother was watching his son. So I was like, well, the only thing I know is that he asked me to babysit, said he'd pay me, so I accepted. She got mad and asked if there was something between him and me. I denied, repeating that I'm only here to babysit and that's it. She said that since I knew he was in a relationship, I should have declined. So I said like, listen, I'm sorry he lied to you, but I'm only here to get paid. 
She said that nobody accepts to look over somebody else's kid only to get paid. I said, um, yes, people who want to get paid do. She said that I was playing with her, that if I was respectful of their relation, I'd leave. I refused. I told her if she's so mad, then she could call her boyfriend and demand an explanation, but I was staying here to do what I was paid to do. She left and I didn't hear from her again until recently. She texted me saying that I would never babysit for her boyfriend again and that he agreed with her on it. I didn't reply because I really don't care. I'm not even that close to the guy and, like I said, only wanted to get paid. I was paid and that's it. But when I talked about it to my mom and sister, they said I should have left when she asked me to avoid any drama between them. I said that's not my problem. I got asked to watch over a kid. I accepted. If her boyfriend decided to lie to her about it, it wasn't my fault. But now I'm not really sure and I just want to know. Am I the jerk for babysitting my friend's kid and refusing to leave when his girlfriend asked me to? Apparently OP later clarified that they lied because they knew their girlfriend would be jealous. I just gotta say good luck to that guy, OP's definitely not the jerk. And thank god OP didn't leave those kids. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.